Welcome to Hockey Prospect Radio. Your voice for prospect news and analysis on Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Now, here's hosts Shane Malloy and Brad Allen. We are back and powered by Huddle Analysis, offering the largest data and video library of players, teams, and leagues worldwide. We're speaking with Rick Nash, Director of Player Development for the Columbus Blue Jackets, about some prospects in the system. We're going to talk about a couple defensemen. Thoughts on Corson Coolmans? I thought he was a really intriguing prospect to really track, not just in your organization, but really overall, based on where he came from. So, you know... They only had really not even a full year, Brooks Bandits, and then went to Wisconsin, got a couple years, and then then right into pro. So there wasn't a lot of games played at a really elite level before jumping into the American Hockey League. And he got 13 games last year, which I think is really important. Kind of gives you, you know, a, a little dip in the pool to understand, okay, this is what you're pre- you have to be prepared for. You got to get into your summer and we have to really focus on what you're going to do. Thoughts on how valuable that 13 games were for him and then coming into camp and playing with the American League full-time? Yeah, I thought the uh, the 13 games were very important. Um, obviously, I, I think Corson's uh, time at Wisconsin was was good for him, um, you know, and, and working with Tony, who is is, is a very special guy and, and obviously a, a, a very good coach. And uh, um, so I, I think that was good for him, but I also thought it was important for him to get to Cleveland as as quick as possible. Um, I, I know Corson uh, was looking forward to it. Um, so to, for him to get those 13 games in front of our Cleveland coaches and, and to start working with Mike Havlin um, on the back end and, and build his relationship with with uh, Havy and um, and it, it was everything. Corson uh, played well in those games. I, I think you have followed him enough where you know he kind of has that special uh it factor to a game where he could you know bring the puck all the way up the ice by himself and and create stuff i i think on the other end of that as his pro game evolves he's got to understand that um sometimes the the easiest play in the play in front of you is uh is the right one so with with Corson kind of going into the summer and having some success in Cleveland and getting to know the coaches, we obviously knew that he had to get stronger and uh, and figure things out out that way. But um, you know, he he had a he had a good summer. He came to Dev Camp and uh, came to Traverse City, and um, you know, I, I think he's on his on on the right track. But uh, you know, he, to make it as a defenseman in the NHL, it's it's not easy. He's going to have to put on some pounds, put on some muscle, get some strength, and uh, you know, work on his decision making as well. Talk about puck retrieval, because that's one of the things in today's game where the forwards are just on you so quickly is that you have that quick look and then you got the puck. And then, as you said, generally that first first option is your best option. And it doesn't have to be pretty. It just has to be clean and efficient. So your wingers can out, get out the door, uh, you know, and you were a winger in that respect. Like you're, you wanted your demon to get you that puck as quickly as possible. Um, how is he adapted to the American Hockey League in terms of bigger, faster, stronger players who, you know, make really smart decisions on four checks and force young defensemen to hesitate. And if they hesitate, that's where they get pinned. Yeah. Just, just in general. Um, I, I think we talked about this last time we were here, but, but these, you know, defensemen going back for a puck, you want to have your few options. Everything happens so fast. And, and I say it's one of the difference from when the guys, from when we get a guy from CHL or NCAA that, you know, once you get the puck on your stick, you can kind of take a look and, and make your decision quickly. Where 
I find the elite players in the NHL already know their two options or three options before the puck's even on their stick. So I, I try to get our guys to kind of think, think that way, think through the process that, um, you know, you have to know your options and in order to do that, you got to make sure your, uh, your system is proper and your wingers are following and your center is following and your D partners following, but to get back on track on, on Corson, I feel like the way where his game was at, at Wisconsin and how he was holding on to pucks, maybe a little bit too long and, you know, trying to do too much sometimes where get himself in trouble. I, I feel like his work that has happened with the, uh, the Cleveland coaches. Um, I was just up there on, on Friday watching, watching him uh, play. And uh, he's really finding that first option. He's making sure he's, you know, taking, taking some risk management into his game where, you know, you, you have to know the, not only risk management, but game management too. At what point of the game you're trying these passes. Um, so he, he's coming a long ways, developing nice. I, I think we're lucky to have, as I said earlier, Mike Havlin in, uh, in Cleveland for him to work with Mike's work with some pretty special D man. Let's talk about Stanislav Sposal in, in that respect too, because he's, he's a young D man who's, you know, coming into the American hockey league yet. His trajectory is a little bit different in the respect that he got to play over in Brno against men at a really young age, and then comes into Regina for a couple of years, uh, plays a ton of international game uh, tournaments, three world juniors under 20s and a U18. So he's had all this international experience and pro experience, then goes through, you know, and rips up the dub last year, like there's no tomorrow. And now, you know, finally, he's like full term in, in Cleveland. And he, and he played a few games, obviously, last year. Thoughts on that progression and how that a lot of those experiences he had against pro men has helped set him up for, you know, what he's going to do in Cleveland and, and help that development because it's not as much as a splash of cold water on his face because he has a certain level of expectations of what it's going to be like. Yeah. Stan is a, uh, obviously a special player on the ice and he's actually a mature kid off the ice too. I think, um, you know, one of the challenging things for him was to go back to a junior team and, and play with, you know, teenagers after, um, you know, you just named everything that he's done before he even kind of got over to Regina. So it was, um, it was, it was a bit of a, uh, a development for him to kind of, you know, bring back his, his off ice and, and make sure he, he enjoyed it and, and related to some younger guys after playing with pros for so long. Um, more so on the ice, I think we, we, we've seen it over the years is that he has a hockey sense and a creativeness to his game that um, is kind of hard to teach. I don't think you teach those things. I, I think you can improve them and you can work on them, but you know, some guys haven't and some guys don't. And I feel like Stan, he, he does have it. And obviously he had a fun year uh, with a, uh, with Bedard in Regina and they put up some, some pretty big numbers and, you know, for him to come in and, and uh, you know, kind of be a regular in Cleveland um, this year, I think this is where he's going to have to take his game to the next level. I think it's one thing to play in those those tournaments or or overseas with 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 uh, in a men's league, and it's another thing to play a full season in the AHL. AHL is a good league, and it's a grind for these guys. And I think Stan's learning that. Um, but uh, in saying that, we've had such a small sample size of of Stan at a at a pro level in North America that um, you know we're excited to kind of see where where he can take his game to. Is this, he seems to be gone through quite a bit of like interesting adjustments playing pro at a young age, then going to the Western league and kind of, I don't want to say reverting, but you can get caught in some like 
junior habits that are not helpful. And then you're going to go back to pro and go, oh, yeah, wait a minute. You know, I can't do this anymore in that respect. And it's just like you're almost rewiring the player again back to what he was prior to coming to junior. I'm not saying junior is it doesn't have its value. Of course it does. But it's just a different animal in terms of the processing speed and the type of processing you have to have at the AHL level. Yeah, you're right. The, the process and uh, time is obviously a lot less. And, you know, let's let's not forget in, in junior, you know, you might get some full grown, you know, 20, 20 year olds, uh, you know, guys that have found their men's strength. But, you know, I, I went through it in my career, too. It was sometimes you could you could get by with keeping your head down and going going past someone. But at, at the HL level, you're playing against full grown men. And, you know, if you're not careful, someone can easily catch you. You're not going to have as much time with the puck. Um, it, it's just one of those things that you have to adapt from a junior game to, uh, to a North American professional. That's one of the things that I think is re- really a constant narrative in, in hockey is how underrated the American hockey league is. Like, I think it's the second best league in the world. Like as much as I've been over to Europe and seen there are pro leagues, the American hockey league is the second best league in the world. And sometimes the young prospects don't recognize because there's just, there's not a lot of publicity about the American hockey league. It's, it's like really under marketed in that respect. So that's when I, I like having those conversations with the young prospects, particularly in their first year, the first 20 games, first 40 games say, how's it going? They're like, their eyes kind of get big. Like, yeah, it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I think, I think the HL can get a bad rep from overseas sometimes as uh, you know, obviously when, once you leave your home country, you want to be playing in the, in the NHL. And, you know, if you do have to develop a little more in, in the AHL, I think it's just, just looked at in a, uh, in a negative way, if that makes sense um, to, to a lot of people, but uh, I'm with you. I think it's, I think it's a great league and it's uh, it's obviously, obviously showing by, you know, you go find those websites of the guys that have played in the HL and then where they are now and what they've won. It's, it's, uh, it's very impressive. Of course, Rick, thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you at the rink and talking to you down the, down the season. Always fun to be on the show and, and talk to you. It's, it's, it's fun. You put so much work into these prospects. It's fun to actually talk about them. So thank you. Appreciate it, Rick. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after this. Every play, every stat, every breakdown. On their own, they're essential. But all together, they're undeniable. Introducing Huddle Instat, a new advanced data platform that integrates with sports code and every Huddle product you rely on to create an all-in-one data powerhouse. Huddle Instat's advanced tagging and next-level stat reports help you develop your team, and its global film library helps you find the missing piece to get the most out of every second of film. Visit huddle.com backslash HPR to learn more. The Junior Prospect Hockey League is Western Canada's newest elite developmental stream for student-athletes looking to take their game and studies to the next level. The JPHL features professional coaches and skilled development coaches, along with comprehensive practice, game, and academic schedule, allowing athletes to be successful in a more cost-effective model compared to similar hockey and school programs. To learn more and see why the JPHL is the ideal choice for your student-athlete and family, visit JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com. 
Fractal Hockey Consulting. Everything we do, we believe in challenging the status quo in hockey. We believe in thinking differently. We provide interdisciplinary solutions that are personally designed, simple to use, and user-friendly. Through an integrated series of best business practices, and we design solutions for both hockey operations and hockey business operations. Contact us at FractalHockey.com. Outside Edge has built a reputation for guiding hockey players toward their potential and provides on- and off-ice development programs for hockey players. Outside Edge Hockey Development operates all programs on the philosophy of quality over quantity. Our strength, skills, and mental coaches understand the demands of the game and use this knowledge to develop strength, speed, and energy systems so our athletes can reach their potential. The Outside Edge programming features KPI-based strength and conditioning programs, skating, and skill development sessions for pro, junior, midget, phantom, and peewee. Contact us today at outsideedge.ca.